Uh, welcome, everybody. Today we are talking about communion in foot washing. So it ought to be fun. So, so professional. <laughs> I try. The last time we talked about our New Year's, our holiday celebrations, and in it we talked about New Year's and how I'm going to need y'all to hold it together until we turn recording off, please. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it was a professional voice that got her. <laughs> I, I know. All hot and bothered. And feel the heat from here. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> generally our New Year's Eve or watch night service or the first service of the year, depending on what was going on, we did foot washing and communion. I know probably most Christian religions do some form of communion. I don't know which religions actually practice foot washing. I would think that foot washing, it would be more of a Pentecostal thing. Probably Um, across probably most Pentecostal type religions. I'm going to have to look that up. All right. So yeah, a a lot of people, other people we associated with did foot washing and communion. I just don't know if a lot of other churches, other denominations did the same thing. Um, Okay, so weigh in or message us on Facebook and let us know if your religion practiced or still practices actual physical foot washing. Yeah. And if you don't know what that is, well, for us, foot washing, we got those those little tub looking things. I guess you call them piss pots now. You know the, the hospital tubs. Yeah, the little clay-looking bucket things. Clay. Okay. Y'all were fancy. All Y'all were. Just... Well, we probably had like Nana's bowls and stuff. We know? just used the pots we cooked soup in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not lying. Peanut brittle. <laughs> the pots we cooked peanut brittle in. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to stop the sale of peanut brittle altogether with that. <laughs> so if you ever eat any peanut brittle, there's a good chance there was some foot fungus foot in there. Has been in it. Oh man, yeah, that, we used whatever we had, and, and I mean, basically whatever containers were in the building that would hold the foot. Yeah, or two. Well, just one. We just needed one in it. Yeah, we just needed one at a time. Yeah. But okay, so. In our church, we separated men from women when it came time to actually wash the feet because men couldn't wash women's feet. Women couldn't wash men's feet. And let me tell you something. I don't know much about women's feet except for my wife's, but there are some men's feet that, (laughs) man, I'm telling you, I don't know how much Jesus you need to touch them, but I didn't have enough. (laughs) Well, let's go through our service front to back okay. right quick, yep. because I know, I know uh, you've, got, you've, you've got a story on how you avoided participating. You got out so, of that? Oh, I was a hiding some <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the service would start with some songs about the blood of Jesus or, you know, something that had to do with foot washing communion partaking of the body so then we would read scriptures about communion and about foot washing and basically there would be a sermon about 
searching your heart and, you know, making sure that you didn't have any bitterness or whatever against your brothers and sisters and that you were, had, had prayed for forgiveness from your sins and all that jazz. And then we would march around and everybody would get a little piece of unleavened bread or dry cracker and a little bitty thimble of grape juice. And then we go back to our seat. Huh? I think, I think in ours, didn't our pastor's wife hand make the unleavened bread? She a did. Lot of it she did. For a long time. At, at one time. Um, you could yeah. also used to be able to buy it in like at the Christian bookstore. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So anyway, you haven't had it. It tastes like crap. It, it really tastes like a cracker that's laid on your counter for about a month and you find it like behind your cookie jar and then you stick it in your <laughs> mouth. That's about what it tastes like. It, it's terrible. And then if you're like me and you don't have a palate for juice, the first time I taste it, <laughs> grape juice, I spit it all over my friend's brand new white shirt. Oh my God. Did you really? Yes, I did. It was, we're not saying names, but I know mm-hmm. she remembers it because it was, I mean, like I lost it. Her new, her white top. Yes. It was a real pretty roughly white top. And, and like, that was just my, well, as she a kid, probably just got it for our non-Christmas. Probably. Yeah. No, <laughs> that family didn't get shit for Christmas. I can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I did that because I just, and I mean, eventually I learned to handle it, but I dreaded it every time because it's, that stuff tasted nasty. But anyway. So you never knew which to really go with first, the cracker or the juice, because they both taste like shit. So you didn't know which <laughs> one to wash down with what. Well, we did, we did it like all in unison. Like they read the scriptures about, about the body of Jesus and then everybody had the cracker and then they had to read the scriptures and pray over the juice and then everybody had the juice so you had that cracker sitting in your mouth for a minute yeah it was pretty bad yeah I always would get so nervous and I couldn't remember and I would (laughs) I would always get really nervous and I couldn't remember I would just shove them both down real fast (laughs) I probably am going to hell but then yeah because we we said a prayer we said a prayer, either said a prayer or they did some talking in between the cracker yeah. and the juice. It almost gave that cracker enough time to soften up. Because you had to to basically talk about the symbolism of each thing. And yeah. then they prayed a blessing over each thing. It makes it sound really ritualistic. And our church was probably anything but ritualistic. But that that was one of the things that was pretty, you know, set when we did it. Or if there was a bunch of strife in the church, then you got to do it in the middle of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We usually we usually did it, I think, twice a year. Sometimes more than that if uh, if it was deemed necessary. And then so, we would get dismissed. The men always got the sanctuary for foot washing yeah. them. And the women either went to the school classroom or the fellowship hall. Usually the school classroom because it was warmer. And I, I can remember... You know, then we would start filling pots and bringing them up front. And so for me, through this whole ordeal, I was always a young, younger kid. And when you were really young, you really weren't expected to participate unless you felt like you wanted to. But as you got a little older, it got a little harder to to not participate. 
Well, you were kind of expected to participate. <laughs> you outgrew those pews, basically. Couldn't hide as well. Huh? well yeah. Yeah, I, I was always, man, I, you know, I said before, I don't know how much Jesus you had to have to touch some of those feet, but I didn't have enough. And I just looked at these guys taking their shoes off, and I'm like, I can't keep it together enough to wash these guys' feet. And I know that's probably bad of me. Well, um, when we say wash, we're, you're just sticking your foot in water that unless you're the first person, multiple other people have had their foot in and you just slosh water around like there's no soap. And they have soap? No. Oh, no. No, it was just Y'all clean use water. soap? Girl, like we did everything but trim their toenails. <laughs> That's great. I mean, we didn't have a pumice or, tr- or, or nail clippers, but if they'd been there, we would have had to do it. No kidding. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. For real. Ours was just water. Yeah. Okay, Basically, you just you just rinse their feet off and, and, and pray and, and prayed over them, basically. And, you know, some people get really into it and there's a big, long period of speaking in tongues and sobbing. And then you might hug and then you dry their foot off and then you do the other one. And then the, the pot is passed. And usually you have a big line of people facing each other. So you're waiting on the pot to get to you. And usually a pot starts on each end and kind of works its way. And then if there's more people waiting, they kind of fill in the seats as people get done. So I'll say this. When I got old enough, the few times I could not avoid, I always picked a buddy and we tried our best to get to the, (laughs) at the front of the line. (laughs) And get it over. I, I say get it over with. This makes me sound like such a bad Christian, but, you and, and probably I probably was. But like I did not want to put because that stuff got it got to where the foot like disappeared in the water. Is how dirty it, got. <laughs> it really did. It got cloudy. That, and, that and I was. I, I just couldn't do that. I just my I couldn't do. You're about it. to throw up thinking about it, aren't you? I just. I, I, yeah, I'm thinking about it, and it's just like it still grosses <laughs> me out to this day. It, it does. And so the times I could not avoid, I usually got with, with my good buddy and we tried to get to the front of the line to be one of the first, if not the first, you know, in the, in the top three, cause I could hack that. Uh, <laughs> but if it was towards the middle, see my technique, if I didn't get in the top three, my technique was to go wait on the end. And then as the pot came down, I would rotate around to the front. Like I'd already gotten done. <laughs> just hope that nobody said hey nobody's washed your feet yet i'll wash your feet and you know then yeah. they buddy up with you yeah and then by that time it's funk water and, and then you've got some old man that's feeling sorry for you because you don't have a partner and you don't want to touch his feet <laughs> yeah no uh-uh. um, and so there there are there were a few times like that and and uh, did you ever have to wash anyone old yeah. and nasty feet oh like, no no that was not happening <laughs> No, I, I, I washed feet a few times and it was my buddy. And, uh, you know, we were, we were pretty young and didn't have crusties, uh, crusties and stuff like that. So yeah, that was pretty good, but y'all's toenails you know, hadn't gotten thick and yellow yet. Yeah. And, and uh, some of those guys took their shoes off and they wouldn't clean out from between their toes. <laughs> the floaties in the water, y'all, I, I, it made me want to throw up. I think yeah. the women's water got so cloudy because back then we all wore pantyhose unless you were young and, and st- still wore bobby socks with church shoes. But most everybody had on pantyhose and, you know, pantyhose don't get washed every day. No. <laughs> and people didn't generally take their pantyhose off for foot washing because they're thin and they dry really quick. 
So people were just, you were just renting off pantyhosed feet. And so we took ours off. (laughs) We did. Yeah. We, we didn't do y'all are nasty. (laughs) So our communion, our whole process of communion was a lot more intense than y'all's, but it was definitely nobody shared a pot. Everybody had their own clean water and we did use soap. <laughs> no, we used soap. Y'all needed more Jesus. <laughs> and oh man. The, we you just asked Jesus to off. sanctify that water in between feet. You ain't gotta go run a new a new pot of water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell us how your service went, sis, since you went to a whole different church. I'm gonna give scriptures because my church it, it was degrading, honestly. It really was. Our church, our communion started off with the pastor would read first uh, Corinthians 11:29 every time before we started. It says, "For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. That's kind of scary. I'm like, oh God, if I eat this and I'm unclean, how he, the pastor where I went portrayed it is that if you had any sin in your life and you didn't confess them, that you were drinking damnation on yourself, which I translated from a young girl that God was going to like hellfire and brimstone my ass if I missed, like if I, well, right. And we, we heard that scripture too, but it was more of a, you confess to the Lord. It had to be clear between you and the Lord, like true repentance. So but for you, it was a little different, right? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Ours was like, yes, you would confess between yourself and the Lord. You didn't have to like, okay, let me tell you what I had to do. Yeah. So then he would read this scripture, which was uh, James 5, 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And then he read several of them. Another one is 1 John 1, 19. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And, and then the other favorite one was Proverbs 28, 13. It says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So he would read the one scripture. So you're already terrified that, oh God. And then you have to not confess to one person. We would have to get up in front of the pulpit with a microphone and tell every little sin that we had. Done. So how long did these services last? Forever. <laughs> Depends on how good the church people were. <laughs> Does literally everybody get up or yes. is it just like the people that feel like they need to? Every single solitary person had to get up and confess their sins in front oh. of everybody with the microphone or you did not take part in the communion, which then... I'd have been sick that service every year. I'd have been, I'd have had the stomach bone. Actually, I added that to our thing of how missed services took place. Like what happened. So I'm curious, did you guys have anybody that got up there and went, I'm good? No. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, I I, I had a friend that, well, she was older than me, but she's a a friend of mine, a, a lady that I went to church with. She got up there and she says, I'm not always one to gossip but i do have a listening ear 
So if someone comes to me and they want to talk to someone about, I will always listen to them. And I know that that's not right because I should stop them. Like it would could be something minor like that. A listening ear. Yes. Yeah. I know, right? It makes sense. So it could be something minor like that. Well, you've got a church full of teenage kids who are freaking hormonal. So if I seen a dude and thought he was pretty, oh my God. I hated confession. It was degrading. See, that's uh, this is what I love about you. <laughs> You're like honest to a fault. I am. So I can only imagine what your confession sounded like. Your only hope was that you would be crying so badly that no one could understand you. <laughs> There's no telling what you confess to. A lot, probably. <laughs> I probably I don't even remember. It's that degrading, but it was probably a lot. So for us, we would have to do that. Then we would do the bread and the grape juice. And I'm telling you, on my life, I hated it. I hated the grape juice and I hated the bread. My taste buds are probably the most dramatic thing in my whole body. Yeah. It's not like something. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spit on anyone's stuff, but I was like this. And they, <laughs> it would make me shake because it and quiver because it was so nasty. Yeah, and like you get the shivers. And everyone thought the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> everyone thought the spirit of the Lord got hold of me. And I was like, no, just I this shit. <laughs> yes, I hated it. I hated it. Oh, oh. my God. Well, we would have, I mean, it typically was bassins and different whatever's like bowls, whatever we could get our hands on. But we, the men went into one, they went into our fellowship hall and the and women I, had this sanctuary. What? Bowls and what? Bowls, bassins, whatever you call it. You know, the little tub things. Basins? <laughs> oh, shit, whatever. Is it what it's called? A basin? Yes, it's I think called it's a basin. basin. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all just mean. Y'all have to see. Y'all have to get up there and confess that. Uh, look, <laughs> fun of sister. I'd Bob. have been up there all night. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. See, <laughs> I struggle enough with just washing old men's feet. If I if it come to confessing my sins up in front of everybody, yeah, it's it was degrading. That was really humiliating. That, then, that would have been. It really was. It's so just, how many were honest? Like, how many did you get? Some like jaw dropping shit. Yeah, did you ever get anybody who's like, oh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, can okay, you go, can my you go confession's back? good. I think one of the worst ones was we had a fellow that uh, confessed to beating his wife. Oh, my God. No, that's yeah. awful. Yeah, that was. So did like, did anybody like you get a bad confession like that? Did anybody get up and say some, anything about it? Or did you just confess? And that was all that was said. Like this guy says, hey, you know, I, I you know, use my wife as a punching bag. Did. You know, we prayed for him. So they confessed and then we prayed for him to help him live a right life and all that other hoopty haw. Did he quit beating his wife? No. no. So it, it was just a confession. It wasn't. The whole thing doesn't work, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not always life changing, maybe for a day or two for some people. I know that wow. whole lustful thing is a teenager only worked for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. It was. It was. It, it was. So then you got your basins and what? Basin. <laughs> it's basin now. <laughs> so then we would get our little buckets of water and soap, and we would go. Like the women would be in the sanctuary. Okay, was it bar soap? Uh, no, I think that they put little dish soap in the water. Oh, okay. Maybe so y'all probably soaps. got really funky. 
Or it may have been bar soap. No, because they changed it between had their, boats. Each person had their own bucket. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. See, I might have been able to do that. <laughs> Focus, I mean, Wanda. Well, I might have been able to do the foot washing, but not the confession. See if you couldn't do confession if you didn't. I mean, foot washing if you didn't do confession, and then everyone would think that well, okay. you were a horrible <laughs> Christian for not having confessed and partaken in the communion. Well, like like you said, that's that's one of those services you just get sick at. We didn't get to do that. Well, not if you're. Did you have to you do know. makeup sessions? No, we did not. I don't know. No, no one ever missed our church. No one ever missed church. Like well, it was committed. It was planned, like, probably. Well, it was a big deal. We'd have to get permission to miss church. That's a whole new thing. I put it down (laughs) on the deal. So then we would get our, the the men would go to one place and the women would go to the other. Pantyhose came off. The soap was on and we scrubbed it with the stuff and we would pray while we were scrubbing someone. Did you just use your hands? Did you have cloths to help you wash? I want to, I don't remember, honestly. Y'all did a full petty. Yeah, I told you, we did everything but trim their nails. And <laughs> used a little scrubby, I'm not saying that word, a little stone, because she's going to make a stone? Fun. Yeah. It's pumice. It's oh, pumice. God. Listen, focus, you two. So then, <laughs> then, typically when we had communion, we would also Maybe have a to... potluck at church. Focus. This ain't you. Okay, communion what now? When we had luck, we would typically do a potluck after church because it took forever. So you were there so long, people got hungry. So did it happen on a Sunday morning then? Yes, typically. Because ours was always a night service. Ours was in the morning. Y'all didn't. And y'all usually it was didn't a even, shorter service. Yeah, y'all probably didn't even cancel from Sunday night service, did you? No. <laughs> we never canceled service. We eat at one and come back at five. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. Like wow. we never, we never canceled service for anything like that. Well, so yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's interesting. I, I mean, I know, I know a lot of the younger young men tried to get out of foot washing. It wasn't just me. Um, we all had our own tactics, I guess you would say some of them worked, some of them didn't. I, I was pretty good. Um, <clears throat> well, <laughs> depending on how you looked at it, I got out of it a lot. <laughs> and you know and, and i feel bad about that you know like I, I still like even talking about it i feel bad about it and i don't know why but like it was just i was so grossed out by the notion of it that i i, I couldn't bring myself to do it <clears throat> i don't guess it grossed me out i always wondered did i cry enough and did i pray enough over folks because you know it was expected that while you were washing their feet I don't, on the women's side, I don't know what y'all fellas did because I wasn't allowed to watch, but on the women's side, it was expected to get real emotional and you, you know, yes. crying boohoo and, and always worried that I didn't do that enough. Now I'll say there were some pretty fervent prayers that went up, but I don't remember any crying. Yeah. Uh, there was crying and, and hugging. I think, I think people thought they needed to get the, Kind of like the woman that washed Jesus' feet with her tears. I, I felt like women felt like that they needed to produce enough tears to actually fill the bucket back up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So you could just bring up a tear like that when you wanted to? or Well, I mean, you had to you think really of something sad. Or if it was somebody you really loved, you know, you would pray for them. And sometimes that would make you tear up or... You know, if there was sometimes you wash the feet of somebody like that, maybe you had had 
a problem with. So then it was like a chance for reconciliation. So that sometimes, you know, brought on emotion. Did you scratch their feet or anything when you? No, you're gentle and you pray. It's kind of like humbling. Like it was a way to humble yourself before Mm. the other person. So what do you do? Go find that person and just say, Hey, I'd like sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes you got your feet washed more than once. If somebody felt like that they needed to wash your feet, then they would come get you. Even if someone else had already washed your feet. I just make sure I was good with everybody before I went in there. Y'all didn't do that. No, it's a one and done and you don't make eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) He's treating it like he does the urinals. I'm serious. I mean, the the few times I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. I just, you just don't make eye contact. That's see. I'm sound like a really bad person. here. I I think that we need to question more guys that were Pentecostal about this because I feel, I bet you, if you question my buddy, he'd feel the same way about it because he was my partner a lot. We got to call him up. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he, he needs he needs to be in on this because <laughs> I, I I really I don't know how it was for the older men they acted like he didn't care and that's because they couldn't see the crud on each other's feet maybe not but I, just, the thought of it is so is so still in this day is so nasty <laughs> but y'all me. didn't swap around and and like get you another partner if you felt like you needed to somebody may have but it wasn't you me. didn't notice that going on because that happened a lot in the women it, it might have happened some it might have happened some but i mean it wasn't yeah i never partnered up twice <laughs> i know that so sis after y'all washed and soaked and all that now did the women go put their pantyhose back on because that's yes. a big chore to do that twice yes it is because we were not allowed to go without Oh, Jesus, of course not. (laughs) Ever. I mean, for real. It was awful because uh, one summer, one of the, one of my friends, you know, we had, you know, we had thighs. We, we don't have, what do you call those where they don't meet? Thigh gaps. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't have a thigh gap and bless her heart. It was her first summer as a Pentecostal. Oh yeah. Those are rough. Yeah some friction well it was so bad uh we had to borrow vaseline to soften her skin up and pull her pantyhose off of her legs it was awful so we often wore shorts under our oh my god yeah good oh that's we were uh, even in the summer we were not allowed to go without pantyhose like well i remember we wore pantyhose all the time it never was mandatory but it was kind of like the fad like you had to have pantyhose on but yeah i remember the thigh friction in the summer times we were uh we always had to wear pantyhose and so we weren't and they had to be i was never so happy when that fad went away you know there used to be a whole pantyhose section in walmart and i can remember this yes shopping with mom i don't think there's a pantyhose section anymore there is it's considerably smaller than it used to be and to find a good brand you really have to go to like a department store like because i bought some for mariah's wedding recently i never wore them they're still in the package but (laughs) because i couldn't bring myself to do it but um i bought some for a dress i was gonna wear and um 
to get a good brand, I couldn't find one at like Walmart. I had to go to JCPenney. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's not the same as it used to be. So, so after we did all of the confession and the foot washing and all that hoopty haw, then we would go back and have church, like preaching, singing. Like the for real church? Like the for oh, real see, church. Oh, so we got out of that if we did the foot washing. We did not. Yeah. <clears throat> You were sanctified enough. Of course, I probably you, could have used the real church after because you had the sermon. <laughs> yeah, after all that confession. Because <laughs> no, once you had me. the sermon, and I mean that was considered your church, and your worship songs were kind of centered around all that. So, we, no, we didn't miss anything. <clears throat> but we'll get into that later in a later time. But I'm looking back. I'm positive that there's a reason why he did that the way he did that. With the open confession shit? Well, not missing church after. Uh, and yeah, the open confession. I know it. I feel like that. I feel like looking back, because most churches did not do that. They did what y'all did. Right. Looking back, I think it was more of a control thing. Yeah. Because he knowing got the, what I know. He got the dirt that way. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, it was wanting to see how far he could go mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of it in your situation was a control thing and there was you know when i say that our pastor was a good man he really was he wasn't interested in controlling everybody he really genuinely cared about your well-being and whether or not you made it to heaven now some of the things you know uh obviously i i, I didn't agree with but that being said, I, I fully believe he had my best interest at heart. Yeah. You know, it never and, was a question of motive in the leadership at all. Right, right. But we do know we knew some pastors that that we associated with that they were very controlling. Yeah. And I, I, I remember always thinking there's no way I could be in that church. There's just there's yeah. just not any way. You know, I don't know if I grew up in it, if it would be different, but there's just no way I could have. I mean, handled it would that. be different. It would be probably it would be normal. And you would wonder what in the world everyone. I mean, it was so bad when we would go to youth camp. They would I don't know. Most churches of the churches that we fellowshiped with, they would let all of the girls stay together, like certain age groups. We were not allowed to do that. We weren't like, we were like 15, 14 and 15. We were not allowed to stay with other 14 and 15 year olds. We had to stay with just the girls from our church. Ah, because they didn't want y'all figuring out how different. Yeah, that's what I think. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, and that's because when you get different people from different churches together, conversations start. And if you're one of these people who are controlling, you you fear that it's going to cause issues. Right. Yes. You know, because. And not to mention going a little deeper in some of the education that was provided to us via our pastor. He probably definitely didn't want that getting out. Right. Oh, most definitely not. Um, anytime like we, we would have an evangelist or whatever anytime somebody would get close to because like it's like several preachers that would come through like something's wrong with this church but we don't know what it is like I couldn't we, they they would say I can't put my finger on it uh-huh. and then right about the time that they would say that they would go away it's like magic <laughs> it really is yeah and, and so, you, you were you were in one of those controlling situations and we can talk about that at a different time, but yeah, it was, it was just that I can, 
I can honestly say, and I think sis will say the same thing that our leadership went the, our pastor really truly and honestly cared for everybody in his church. Like I said, it's not saying that he always did everything right because we're human. The motives, I, I fully believe that the motives were pure in, in what he was yeah. trying to do. 100%. So, because and, and he, that can't be said he gave some rascals way too many chances. Some of them were kin to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so he truly cared about your well-being. He truly cared about helping you make it to heaven and, and everything like that. Um, but there was, there was other pastors that I, that I've known. It's just that, that just wasn't the case. They cared more about controlling and, and I don't know if that was their motive starting out, but it, it ended up, that's what it turned into Yeah. later on. It's so. like, you can see the, the power trip take over, you know, mm-hmm. at some point and you're like, Oh, there they go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I said, looking back, I really feel like confession was a control thing yeah in the wow, whole keeping us at yeah keeping us at church so many well hours i was always day. really kind of i guess shy about the whole foot washing thing like i didn't really want to talk to people outside church about it because to me it was very strange mm-hmm. and like i got the concept behind it but I felt like that we were the only people that did that. So I'm really interested to see what other denominations or religions practice that. Yeah. It would as, be an interesting. as kind of a ritual thing. Like, I mean, it ha- I understand more why it happened in the Bible days as a service, you know, because of the practicality of washing feet when people came into your home. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm really interested because I was always very self-conscious about that part of our practice. Anyway. On this here, one of the scriptures that we had read was on foot washing. Uh, Basically, the foot washing part for us was having a servant's heart, being willing to serve someone else. It was basically a position of humility toward your brothers and sisters. Humble yourself. To me, that wasn't the issue of whether or not you humbled yourself. I didn't have a problem with that. My problem was just the sheer filth of it. (laughs) Well, and the fact that, you know, everyone today wears shoes and we're all perfectly capable of washing our own feet in the privacy of our own home. We don't wear open-toed shoes and walk on dirty streets. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. (laughs) So that was, it was more, much more of a symbolic thing, but you actually had to touch their dirty feet. And I, I just, that's something I never could get over. For for Pentecostals, we don't do a lot of symbolic stuff. Right. Not not as much as other churches. Not do. like, you know, Catholic or um, you know, some of the other more traditional religions. Mm-hmm. We don't do a lot of symbolism except for that thing. And that's why I was always kind of, you know, it always felt very ritualistic when we didn't do a lot of ritualistic stuff. So one of the scriptures that they used for bowing down to someone else and washing their feet was Luke 22, 26 through 27. And it says, but it is not this way with you, but the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader, like the servant for whoever is greater, the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves, it is not the one who reclines at the table, but I am among you as the one who serves. And I'm pretty sure that's a lot more in depth because we only did King James version. So it probably sounded a lot more 
scrollish <laughs> than the one that I just read, but along those same lines. Yeah. Very cool. So let us know oh. about your foot washing practices. I would, yeah, it would be interesting. So for us, getting out of foot washing would have meant that we were not humble. Yeah, and I, I understand that. And for us, that would have been the same thing. For if me, you got it caught was... playing musical chairs, <laughs> that is. <laughs> for me, it wasn't an issue of being humble. Like it wasn't that I'm not, I'm too good to wash your feet. To me, it was the dirtiness. Like I, if I could get at the front of the line when I when I got to be a teenager, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem if it was but somebody. See, that... that's part of humbling yourself is being able to do the menial tasks for your brothers and sisters. See, that's... I don't understand though. I don't mind doing the menial task. I just want it to be clean. But the things that are dirty, the things that might gross someone else out, to be able to take care of that for your brother means that you're humbling yourself. If they were disabled, I would be more than happy to help them (laughs) wash their feet. I got some soap and a garden hose and we'll take care of it. You just needed a loofah with a long stick on it. See, I could have got behind that and I'd have prayed for them. It it was just putting your hands in that dirty footwork. It makes me, I kid you not, it makes me shiver. And I am sorry if, if, if that makes uh, you know i was always mesmerized whenever <laughs> you would get you know to the end and that pantyhose foot would disappear in that cloudy water ours <laughs> just turned not ours see. Just he's turned, like about to throw up over here ours just turned dark brown and it was <laughs> oh man. well did you, they not ever wash their feet on their own well i mean if you got 15 or 20 guys there usually after about three it starts getting cloudy and, and then after about six or seven it's pretty brown and I mean, <laughs> yeah, like we would wash our feet. Like I was in there with a scratcher. Like this is before I knew it, what that stone <clears> thing was. I was just getting all over it. Yeah. It, to make the, sure I, was clean. I think there were some people who literally wanted, took it serious and wanted, it, it wasn't symbolic. It was like, Hey, they're going to wash my feet. So I ain't got to worry about it this week. <laughs> and <laughs> cause it was so, that water was so nasty, but yeah, that's, I mean, it makes me sound like a bad person, but I'm, I'm sorry. Jesus, I couldn't get past that part. <laughs> Have you ever talked to your kids about foot washing? I know that they probably know about communion. Um, no, I don't think I have. I haven't either. And I know we, we did communion at the church that I raised the kids in, but I don't, I don't remember ever doing foot washing there. I don't think we did that. You know, what's funny is, I think Brooklyn could, you know, bring herself to do it, but I would love to have this conversation with Dane. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And tell you right Mm -hmm. now, he would just flat out tell him no. He's like, you want me to stick my hands in there? No. Why can't he probably sit there going, why can't he wash his own feet? Why, why doesn't he just wash his own feet? Yeah, our son would not. At he all. Would, I think he would choose hell if it came between that. <laughs> he really He'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm a little cold anyway. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. He would probably say, guys, could you all care if I sit in the car? <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's uh, a... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. Okay, well. All right. Well, thank you guys we for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Another one in the books.
<laughs> yes, thank you all for listening. And if any of you have any comments or would like to add to the communion and foot washing or confession, if y'all did that, just yeah, let I'm, us know. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm trying to find you an email address. The P3 podcast at gmail.com. See, I couldn't remember if it was Gmail or Yahoo, but it's the P3 podcast at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, concerns. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night, guys. Love y'all. Thank you.